0: And we're back, Stripe Show podcast brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore designs high-performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. It's just me today. A lot of things happening on a Monday as they try to finish up the Northern Trust up at Liberty National. All kinds of rain coming through with the storm, but... They've done it, folks. Wow. Tip of the cap to the maintenance team up there at Liberty National. They have got them on the course. They are playing. So I thought I'd give you just a little quick teaser podcast today, because usually we're looking back, recapping the winner. We're not going to get that today, but I'm going to give you a couple things to think about as it plays out this afternoon, the techniques of the two guys winning right now, John Rom and Cameron Smith, but also some of the guys that are on the bubble here. Lots of storylines here. You've got guys trying to win a golf tournament, of course. You've got guys trying just to get inside the top 70 because the top 70, they move on next week to Caves Valley down in Maryland. Excited to see that place. It's going be a little different. Usually we're over in Chicago, but we're going to be at Caves Valley in Maryland next week. And the top 70, a lot of movement things are going to be happening here today. Joel Damon, big day. Keith Mitchell, big day. Can they hang on, get inside the top 70 and move on? In the third storyline, we got guys playing to get onto the Ryder Cup team because Steve Stricker has to pick six guys to get on the team. Tony Finau, nice to see you show up to the discussion of getting back on the team. Got a great week this week on the Stripe Show podcast. Coming up Tuesday, Jeff Feinberg joins us. Jeff Feinberg and I will break down all things BMW, show you our picks and fantasy golf, as well as some guys we're looking at to win the tournament on Wednesday. Harris English joins us two-time winner on the PGA tour. I promise you he will be in Maryland and he'll also be in Atlanta for the finals. Harris will give us a little insight there to Caves Valley and some things about his game. Don't miss that on a Wednesday with Froggy. And then Thursday, we start our first of three Ryder Cup breakdowns. We're going to be looking ahead to the Ryder Cup, giving you our thoughts on picks for both the USA team and the European team. And the first show will be on a Thursday with my friend Kurt Byron from Golf Channel. Can't wait for that. Love Kurt's insight. Him and I will be talking about where we think the team stands. Team USA this week on Thursday, heading into the BMW. And then Friday, uh, with Samantha as we continue our Corn Ferry Tour Top 25. We want to introduce you to the 25 new members of the PGA Tour via the Corn Fairy Tour. Austin Smotherman, who I believe finished 25th in that, will be joining on Friday. If you're not tuning in on Friday, happy hour, Samantha, you need to do that because we'll be introducing you to the 25 new members of the PGA Tour. All right. Let's get to the Northern trust here. John Rahm comes in minus 16 T first. My goodness, John Rahm is playing some exceptional golf. It's fun to watch. It really is. It reminds me of Dustin Johnson last year. He is tied with Cameron Smith, but make no mistake. That shot he hit on the par five second shot on the back nine yesterday. He absolutely pierced it. And it came up one foot short and went in the water made double that ball flies one more foot. He probably makes Eagle. That's a four-shot swing, folks. Just kind of describes John Rahm, doesn't it, a little bit? His luck this year, four-shot swing. He'd be up four right now if that ball carries one foot. He thought he absolutely pierced it. Came up short, made double. That's golf. It's tied with Cameron Smith, who's playing just beautiful golf. Course record sixty. How you doing on Saturday? These two guys, uh, they'll be in the final group with Eric Van Rooyen, who just continues to play great golf. Eric Van Rooyen started the week at seventy six; he's all the way up to twenty five if he can maintain that third position. Let's we'll start with John Rom real quick here. His swing, couple of thoughts. I get a lot of questions about John Rom and his swing. Travis is very short; it is very short swing, always has been. I prefer the longer swings. I prefer the shaft shallowing a little bit in transition. But John Rom's got a short swing, and Cameron Smith kind of steepens it a little bit in transition. There's outliers, folks. And when you do it at this level, you don't mess with it. You don't mess with it. There's a time and a place to do things. And when you have those very special talented people, like a John Rom, Cameron Smith, it's very, it's very important that you protect the DNA in certain parts of the swing. Now, the hard part is that there's just no, there's no DNA, there's no roadmap to that. As a coach, you just, you go through these experiences and you live and learn when perhaps to introduce different things to different players at different times of their career. Now, for John Rahm, uh, he hasn't had a lot of instruction and he's just always been Kind of a free swinger of it, incredible hand eye coordination, big strong guy can create a lot of speed from that shorter swing. And I think what's really important with John and what's kind of fascinating to me is his lead arm, he doesn't have a lot of depth either at the top. If you look at his lead arm, it just kind of works almost a bit parallel to the target line, I and mean, it goes a little bit inside that, but it's not like wrapped around him, um, you know, like you'll see a lot of depth with the lead arm. And, you know, it's kind of out in front of him per se. Again, there's some, but not a great deal. Now, we know that lead wrist kind of flexes out a bit, right? It's bowed. And I think what's fascinating when you look at that, yes, the shaft kind of gets a little bit laid off. um, But in transition, he just kind of lets it fall and then he turns and hits it. He doesn't steepen it. It's really easy when you get the shaft laid off at the top then to pull down and steepen the shaft. Um, he just kind of lets the lead arm and the shaft fall, which I think is everything considering the lack of the lead arm depth and the position of the shaft at the top. That's the key move for Ron. As a result of that, he can't get quick. And when he does, that's when he'll hit that left shot, as we saw after the drop on the par five. Probably a little bit of heat going on there. Got a little quicker, and he hits it left. So he's got to have... He's got to wait for it. I've said that before, and I've had some questions come back. I think he's got to wait for it a little bit. I think he's got to let it fall and then turn and hit it. He can't just fire because he doesn't have a lot of depth. And that shaft is laid off. So it'd be easy for him to pull down. It'd be easy for him to get on top. And both of those things can get that face looking left. So it's an interesting swing. Uh, it's a powerful swing, short swing. And I think it'll be really interesting to see how John Rahm, that swing just kind of, I don't know if the word is evolve or just maintains over the next five to eight years. Does it get shorter? Right. I think that's a a question and something for us to look at. John Rahm through the impact zone is so exceptional. It's just absolute beauty to watch the shaft the face control, arms, hands, club matched up to the rotation of the body back around to the left. There just seems to be a real piece and synchronization of his swing right now through the zone. Not rushing it from the top, lets it fall, rotates, and it's just matched up incredibly well. I mean, it is fun to watch he's hitting his driver. It seems like he's hitting a seven iron. I mean, it just looks like it's all kind of the same movements and uh, he's dialed in. He's the number one player in the world. If he plays his game today, I think he'll get his second win of the year and move slightly ahead of Colin Morikawa uh, as the favorite for the player of the year let's take a second to talk about the folks over at encore golf encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value performance and customer service their team in buffalo new york is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter weighted balls made with the high density particles and proprietary nano transitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy At the top, you're going to see it in a completely different club shaft. You're going to see one that kind of waves over to the right. It's a little more across the line. John Rahm, short, pointing left at the top. Cameron Smith, longer and pointing right at the top. And you couldn't have two different positions at the top. What I love about Cameron is he gets that face looking up to the sky some. I like that. I don't like open face open faces at the top i'll go to my grave with that for 99.8 percent of players now there's players that get the face a little open and play at a high level there's always those outliers but i, I just feel like this audience and even professional golfers when that face gets open they're usually trying to close it just ask hudson swafford who was on the stripe show podcast last week works with john tillery now a long time with scott hamilton he was talking about how the face gets a little open and they're trying to close it. It just makes the game in your life a hell of a lot easier because it's just promoting and suggesting better action on the way down, shallowing out, get it on the right forearm from the inside. It's suggesting some shaft lane. It's suggesting some rotation of the body. There's, just a, there's a list of things that can that tend to happen. So watch Cameron, different position at the top. Than John Rahm face looking to the sky interesting with Cameron steepens it a bit it's a little steeper coming down than it was going back going back probably the shaft pointing just outside the ball target line and then kind of gets a little cross the line it's a little interesting wave and then it, it's just a little steeper coming down like John Rahm matched up beautifully with rotation and both those guys that shaft kind of exits just under the lead shoulder stable club face. They don't flip that face over very stable as a result of the face angle, as a result of the wrist angle, beautiful to watch through the zone, but my goodness, very different at the top. So a couple of things there to watch as you, uh, maybe sit down this afternoon, just go to your boss and say, Hey, I'm going to go watch, um, the Northern trust final round this afternoon. Is that okay? And if they give you any guff, just let him know that, um, that I said you could do that. The Stripe Show podcast. Travis Fulton said you guys could uh you guys could do that. Let me let me know how that goes. There's JT, T4. Tony Finau, T4. How about that? Justin Thomas goes to the garage, grabs the putter that he used to putt with when he was young to get out of this funk, and he finally has his head above water. Not sold yet, JT on the putter, but it's good to see him putting up some good scores, 63, 69, 67. We know he'll be in Atlanta. Tony Finau, I think, will be in Atlanta as well, currently right now, projected at 14th. Started the week at 23. I think Finau, more than that, is playing to get on the Ryder Cup. I'd like to see Tony Finau win one of these and play his way onto the Ryder Cup. I know he's not, he hasn't been clutch in winning great tournaments or in winning his tournaments individually, but he did play well for Team USA a few years ago. And I do think he matches the profile of the player in the way this course is going to be set up. Tony Finau looking to play his way onto the Ryder Cup. Shane Lowry, if you watched last week's show on Tuesday, I talked about Shane Lowry, and I thought he would play well here. Started the week at 66. He's currently 39th. He needs to keep going. Well inside that top 70, but can't blow up today. And he's played his way to Caves Valley. Victor Hovland continues his good play. I think the first guy to really watch here this afternoon, the tournament within the tournament is Tom Hoagie. Started at 108, currently 56. He is T6 for the week. Watch Tom Hoagie. That is a name trying to get inside the top 70. Harold Varner the third doing the same. Started at 72. There we go. There we go. Yep. Okay. Harold Varner the third started at 72. Currently 48th. He's T9 right now. Alex Noren started at 91, currently at 67. Those are the names. Keith Mitchell, excuse me, T11 started at 101, currently 70th. How about that? Keith Mitchell, Alex Noren, Harold Varner III, Tom Hoagie, all inside the top 11 to start the day and need a good one to continue on to Caves Valley. That's why I love the playoffs. This is great. It's great theater, and we're talking about it here on a Monday. How about that? There's Sam Burns, real quick, T11 as well, 71-67-64. He'll be in Atlanta, currently ninth. Sam Burns playing well, has a win. And I think a guy that needs to be looked at for the Ryder Cup. Sam Burns, as much as all of this beef, and backing of Kevin Kisner, which I think is great. I think it's cute. I know Kevin Kisner is a bit of a crowd favorite. And if you follow along on Twitter, well, there was a little back and forth with some people, myself, Samantha Marks, and others. I don't feel like right now, Kevin Kisner should be on the team. And the reason for that is, is based off of how I think the course is going to be set up. I think the course can be set up very long. And it's gonna be cold in Wisconsin. Kevin Kisner doesn't like playing on long courses. He said it himself. He can't compete to win. So are we going to be at 7,600 yards, Coach Stricker? Or are we going to be at 71, 71 and a half? If we're going to see that, then yeah, I think Kisner should be definitely looked at. But if we're going to be giving up 550, 600 yards here, and it's going to be cold, I think that's a big ask for someone who doesn't hit the ball very far off the tee who's not a great driver of the ball and is not a great iron player. Kevin Kisner is a great putter. Very good around the greens for the most part has struggled this year, but put it together late and got a win. And that was great. And I like Kisner; I'm a fan of Kisner, but just looking at it, taking the emotion out, taking the emotion out, taking the bro out. I don't think he's the best foot. Now I think Sam Burns is Sam Burns has won this year. Sam Burns got a little dog in him just like Kisner. Now I think Kisner has no question the better record when it comes to match play. And that's 7,100 yard for sure. I think he has to be looked at and that's, we got to look at with Stricker, right? Well, how do you want to set the course up? You know, how are you going to set it up with the Brysons and the Brooks and the DJs and the JTs and the the Xanders guys that just bomb it off the tee Harris English. I think he's going to set it up long, no rough off you go. So I don't know. That that just doesn't fit. Now, Sam Burns, all right, take the emotion out of it. Long off the tee. Better driver. Great iron player. Great putter. Doesn't have the experience, I know, but you got to get it sometime. I like the idea of this younger contingency. I do. I like the idea of this younger group coming in and making it theirs. You had your time, Phil Mickelson. I'm sorry. You don't deserve to be on the team. I'm sorry. You don't. I know you got the experience, but you hadn't done much in the Ryder Cup. I think it'd be great. I'm sure NBC's pushing for it. But at the end of the day, it's time to move on. I'd like to see this younger group come in, make it mean something, and off you go. But this doesn't even get into the debacle that is Bryson and Brooks. I mean, who cares, you know, at this point? But it's going to play into it, you know. How much does chemistry play in? I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask Kurt Byram that question. We're going to dig into that. Over the next few days how much does chemistry really play into this well, i think it has to have some value right how long is this course going to be set up right and, and and who does that play into and how much do we value someone who's good at match play like a kisner who's good at the shorter distances how much do we value that is that more than say someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. There's just so many questions there, and I think it'll be fascinating to have a rational debate without the emotion of he's my bro, right? A rational debate about who does this really set up for? Take the name out of it, and let's have that conversation. Hudson Swaffer, T11. A lot of guys, T11. Look at Brooks, 15th, T11. He'll be on the team. Xander will be on the team, T11th. We continue to scroll down here. Pat Perez, kind of an interesting name. He's at T18, folks, started 111, uh, up to 82, getting ready to tee off. 71, 66, 66. Uh, Pat, man, if he can, you know, there, there's a, he can, yeah, it's a big day today. He's got a chance. He's got a chance. Rory McElroy currently. 25th projection. He is T25 for the week as Rory just continues to labor along. I'm sure Rory will get to the Ryder Cup and make everything he looks at just like they usually do. Adam Shank on the outside looking in. He's 86th. He's just teed off. He's one under through five. Can he have a big day? Joel Damon. I'm pulling for him. Joel Damon right now is 71st. He's even through four. He needs to pick it up. He needs to pick it up. Doug Gim needs to pick it up. Currently 79th, just teed off. Bogeyed the first. (laughs) Oh, so many. My boy Higo Mm, started at 104, currently 97th. Man, he's got to blitz it. Higgo's needs to wake up. And uh, as I just continue to move down this list here, Peter Maldonado has a chance. Ian Poulter has a chance. They got to have big days today. You know, can they get off to a good start, make a run and get inside that top 70? Andrew Putnam has got a chance. He's currently 81st start of the day. So those are some names that are on the outside looking in. It's going to be a fascinating day. Kudos to uh, Liberty National to get these guys on the course. Watch John Rahm. Watch Cameron Smith and their swings. And uh, you'll see what I'm talking about and the difference in how it works. Man, I'm excited. Really excited about the run coming up. Really excited about the Stripe Show podcast. Thank you for being here on a short one today. Just about 20 minutes. Listen this week, Jeff Feinberg tomorrow, Harris English on Wednesday, and then Kurt Byram on Thursday. We will, oh, yes, we will get in the first of three Ryder Cup discussions on who should be on the team. Can't wait for that. Thank you for joining us here on the Stripe Show podcast. If you haven't tried these Encore golf balls, you need to. Telling you right now, the Vero X1, fabulous ball, higher speeds, better players. You want that spin and control, fabulous. Lower club head speeds, the Elixir just did really, really well in the My Golf Spy test, uh, performed exceptionally well. Really like where Encore is going, really like where the Stripe Show podcast is going. Thank you for joining me on a Monday. Enjoy the final round of the Northern Trust. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case today, your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Range Finder is amazing and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away with the quality. It has a slope technology, pin locked vibration technology. So you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge. So you can forget about those little batteries. Every other rangefinder makes you buy one 45 minute charge lasts you 50 plus rounds. I love it. Our friends over at pin golf are hooking up all of our listeners with $25 off and free shipping. When you use code stripe show, that's code stripe show. I'm telling you. For $175, you simply cannot beat the Ace Range Finder. Head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the Ace and get dialed in.